Hello, and welcome back to Market House, uh, the podcast where we talk all things Disney. My name is Caleb, and I am the host of this show. And uh, yeah, we are actually going to talk about some fun stuff this week since we just returned from a uh, kind of a long week of traveling. Uh, the first trip was, of course, Disneyland uh, during Halloween time. So uh, this was our October trip. Um, actually went with some family. Uh, it was uh, my brother's um, uh, late graduation kind of celebration. So he, of course, graduated in summer from high school. And um, like most folk, we really don't want to go Number one, when it's insanely busy, and number two, when it's, uh, you know, feels like the surface of the sun down in Southern California. So we decided to kind of delay the celebration until uh, the fall so we can get some cool weather, but I'll dive into how that plan didn't exactly work uh, like we thought it would, um, but it was, the I guess, the thought that counts. But um, And then also, we were down in the Santa Barbara area for a friend's wedding, uh, which was beautiful, and that was some amazing weather. So uh, just a fun week of travel. Um, definitely glad to be home, you know, a nice to sleep in your own bed for a couple nights and also just uh, kind of relax. So, and we're actually, uh, as I'm recording this, we're experiencing like the first storm of the season. So California finally has some rain and it is absolutely delightful. So it's been raining all day and it's windy and there's, you know, rain slapping the windows and it's just a wonderful sound. So totally in the fall spirit right now, kind of Halloween spirit, and uh, enjoying this weather. So let's go ahead and dive into the news. Our first item is Genie Plus has, uh, oh, Genie and Genie Plus, yes, has uh, uh, launched in Disney World. So uh, you know, both Genie, the planning service, and Genie Plus, the kind of new FastPass service, has launched in Walt Disney World. And uh, yeah, so it the planning side of the service, Genie, is getting some mixed reviews, which, app, you know, does not surprise me, since it feels like every Disney product recently is getting mixed reviews. Uh, but it seems like the people that are following it, right, again, just a reminder, and we talked about this last week, but Genie is the basically uh, souped-up touring plans, if you've heard of them. So it's the it's it's, a, um, it's integrated in the Disney World app, and it is a basically it, again ask for your preferences before your trip, and it will suggest what rides to do and what entertainment to go to throughout your day. So you know, let's say it's eleven o'clock, um, and it's saying, hey, in fifteen minutes, you should make your way over to Haunted Mansion since that's the best time to write it today. Um, again, I'm not sure exactly what info it's using and what kind of metrics and all that stuff and data it's using to uh, make those suggestions, but I'm assuming it's pretty accurate or pretty smart. But the one complaint I've seen pretty consistently is that if you follow it exactly as it recommends, you are walking all across the park. So there's really no rhyme or reason as to where you're going. Um, it'll be like, It'll suggest Big Thunder and Frontierland, and then it's going to haul you all the way over to Tomorrowland or Tomorrowland all the way over to Fantasyland. So you're going to be uh, walking a long ways through the day. Um, Again, if you're, I guess, prioritize shorter weights, I think that is good. It's just you're going to get your steps in. So uh, not exactly sure. I'm not going to really, you know, 
make my final judgment on the service until I use it personally. Um, but it could be worse, I guess. It's not like people absolutely hate it or despise it yet, <laughs> like most things that are being announced by Disney. Um, and Genie Plus, so the paid fast pass service essentially, what was once free, you now pay for, that's acting just like the old fast pass system. So there's not really much to report on there. Again, if you want what we had over in Disneyland Max Pass, essentially. Remember when we had that? 15 bucks, I think, a day. Now it's 20 with Genie. But um, you pay 20 bucks per day per person, and you get Fast Passes again. So, again, not much to report there. It's just, it works just like the old system um, so far. And then Lightning Lane, the a la carte lines. This is so confusing. The a la carte service, uh, you know, for Rise of the Resistance, for um, Radiator Radiator springs radiator racer springs cars whatever cars the cars ride you know what i'm talking about uh you know those things um those seem to be selling out very quickly so uh, i know i mentioned cars this is only in disney world so far but apparently rise of the resistance is selling out in the first like hour of park opening so if you want to ride that ride and pay the you know whatever it is extra 15 bucks a person uh, then do that early because they sell out pretty quick. Or you're going to be waiting in that standby line, which is like two hours long. So uh, that's Genie Plus. It is out. Uh, we'll be curious to see what people's thoughts are as people try it uh, more and more. Next up, we have Disney's response to Magic Key reservation complaints. Uh, and it was less of a res- less of a like response, a verbal response, and more of a, okay, we hear you and silently dropping a ton of reservations <laughs> on the Magic Key Reservations calendar. So, uh, again, just to inform you, if you haven't seen this already, but Twitter, uh, even local news outlets, like, uh, is it KTLA, the local, I don't know, uh, local news, uh, kind of picked up on these stories of, yeah, people legitimately complaining that, hey, I bought this Magic Key, again, let's say the Dream Key, the people that paid 1400 bucks. Uh, hey, I paid for this thing, and I know that I need reservations. I've got no blockout dates, but I can't even get a reservation like in two months on a weekend. So the weekend reservations were very popular and they were booking up very quickly. So rightfully so, I think folks were complaining. And we actually ran into this on our trip, which I will dive into uh, during the trip report in a second. But yeah, people were complaining going, hey, I can't even go to the park on any weekend for the next three months. I think that's a problem. So instead of replying really to on Twitter or doing a news uh, press release or anything, Disney just kind of quietly released more reservations overnight. So people woke up to a ton of reservations available in October. Of course, those were quickly booked up uh, within the day that they were were released. So thanks, but no thanks, you know, I think it was like (laughs) kind of a halfway fix, but they released more, they were booked very quickly and um yeah so not exactly a solution again like we talked about last episode if you want to hear more about what i think about it you can go back and listen to it i don't want to repeat myself but there's clearly a problem with the reservation system it's not working and they need to either open up more again change that mix up to where uh, there's you know even 50 50 on ticket holders and 50 percent magic key holders i don't know what that mix looks like right now but something needs to be done or people are not going to renew next year. So just another uh, kind of development in the Magic Key reservation story. Christmas decor is starting to go up in Disneyland. Uh, The trees around uh, Grizzly Peak, uh, those big pine trees, you know, over by uh, Grizzly River Run, 
they're getting their lights on and their garland and the castle already has its snow being added. So again, not even close to being done, but it has started. So super excited to see those decorations come up. I don't know about you, but I am so ready for Christmas. Yes, we are that weird couple who start Christmas in early November, pretty much the first week of November, just like Disney. So we are giant fans of Christmas and uh, giant fans of Christmas at the park. And we're actually planning a trip, um, hopefully catching the Christmas season there in the next couple of months and uh, just kind of experiencing that magic since we haven't been for Christmas time in quite a while. I think it's been a few years. So excited to see it all decorated. Uh, the one complaint, if I had to complain about one thing, and if I could fix it, it would be the music they play for Christmas time throughout the park gets a little old after like the first day. <laughs> so if you have a multi-day trip there, you'll be like, oh, I'm tired of hearing the same version of Jingle Bells or Silent Night over and over and over again. And some of them are kind of eerie and creepy. So not the biggest fan of the Christmas music they play there. I wish they just played the normal Main Street music and all that good stuff. But uh, it's pretty hard to have a bad time at Disney during Christmas, so uh, yeah, not going to complain too much. But yeah, uh, Christmas is starting at Disneyland pretty soon. Our final news story uh, has to do with Christmas again, uh, but Plaza Point, uh, the new Christmas shop on Main Street, has opened. Uh, this location is going to sell Christmas decor uh, pretty much, yeah, not pretty much, all season. So uh, if you're feeling the Christmas spirit in August, you can totally buy some Christmas decorations at Disneyland. Uh, so it's kind of like, I know, uh, Disney world has their own. I don't know what the name is, excuse me, but, um, they house, they also have a all year round Christmas shop. So we're getting one now it's replacing that old, uh, photo pass store. It was the Kodak photo pass center or something like that. So when you can go buy old school, you know, print out photos, with paper, you know, physical photos, not on a screen. Uh, so <laughs> those are a little antiquated now. So they've replaced that with a Christmas shop, an all year round Christmas shop. So super excited to see uh, how it's set up and what kind of merch they hold there. So we'll definitely be visiting uh, during our next visit to the park. Okay, it is trip report time. So uh, like I mentioned before, we just returned for uh, from our October Disneyland trip. Uh, again, it was for my brother's, uh, you know, he just graduated high school, so it was for his kind of a celebration, his uh, graduation celebration, and it was our first time going with family uh, in years. So my wife and I usually go together um, and kind of keep it like that. Uh, you know, we just go by ourselves and uh, have a great time, but it's it's different with a big group, and it is fun. It's a different kind of fun. You get to enjoy the rides you've ridden a million times with people that haven't been there in a while, and it's just a different uh, kind of vibe for the trip. So, had a blast. Um, super, super fun. At, you know, at the end of the day, it's a blast to go with friends, a super fun time to go with family, and so uh, no different here. Had a, had a really good time. Uh, but the park was insanely busy. So we went, um, of course, the weekends are very busy. So we went Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Those were our park days. And it sure as heck feels like it's at 100% capacity. I know it's not, but it is really busy. The walkways are just like back to normal. You know, the Adventureland uh, area is super packed. You've got the New Orleans Square, you know, that big uh, bottleneck there that's been a problem for years is a bottleneck again. 
And so, yeah, there are definitely parts of the park where you're like, this feels like 100% capacity. So, again, I think that's due to um, there not being a lot of shows, daytime shows, to kind of suck people up. So, you have to imagine, you remember the Frozen play, you have to think of the daytime parades, um, Mickey's Magical Map, those uh, entertainment options would suck up thousands and thousands of people off the, out of the walkways and out of the lines. There's not, there's none of that anymore. So you've got everybody walking around in the shops and in the rides, that's it. So there's really no entertainment to suck those people up. So I think that's where uh, we're kind of feeling that is the lack of entertainment. And so lack of crowd um, disbursement (laughs) throughout the park. So uh, so that's something to look out for in your next trip. It's it's back. It feels back to normal. I know we're not there 100, percent but it sure as heck feels like we're 75, 80 percent there. Uh, so plan for long lines. Uh, yeah. So I mentioned it earlier. We plan to go in the fall time because you know the fall time usually brings cooler weather. Uh, unfortunately for us, it was 90 flipping degrees in October. Uh, it shouldn't surprise me that much since it's Southern California. It's consistently warm there, but 90 degrees, come on, in October is a little, little insane. So it was hot, uh, to say the least. Um, we were thankful that it cooled down at night, though, and that was super nice. Um, it wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't terrible at nighttime. So the the winds would pick up. Uh, the, you know, sun would set, of course, like it does at nighttime, you know, the moon comes up, the sun sets and, uh, cool down significantly. So that was nice, a nice break from the sun, but yeah, folks, man, check the weather before you go. I feel like that's kind of a duh thing, but yikes, it was warm, but you know, we had hotels booked, flights booked. It's kind of too late at that point to switch things up, but, uh, still a fun time, but you know, a little bit of sweat was involved. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so let's let's go ahead and kind of review our experience and kind of uh, go over what's going well, what's not going well at the park, and we'll start with the negatives first so we can get those out of the way, and we will end with the positive things, what's great about Disney still. And to start off is, I'm going to just go back to it, I know I've mentioned it a million times, but the reservation system does not work, and it still does not work uh, to this day. So we had multiple parties because, you know, uh, all of us paid for tickets. You know, we had season passes. The rest of them didn't. So they paid for tickets through the app and all that good stuff, linked it to their Disney app. And so we have three different parties. And the uh, my family were able to get reservations for DCA and Disneyland. I'm not going to go into the details because you don't care. But they were able to get the setup that we needed. So you know, starting off at the park at Disneyland, ending in DCA, how the park hopper works and the reservations, all that good stuff. They had the good setup. We weren't able to get the reservations because we kind of switched some stuff. I mean, I wouldn't consider last minute. It was about a month, month and a half before. But by the time we went to switch those reservations, they were gone for those park days. So we were kind of like, oh, what are we going to do? You know, we've got the wrong park for our last day. We're not going to be with them for half the day. This, you know, sucks a little bit. How do we fix this? So I called in saying, there has to be a better way, folks. We were going with multiple parties. Can you guys switch it for me? And they were like, "Uh, no, sorry, bud. Better luck next time. Just basically spend all day on that uh, park reservation calendar and just click refresh every few seconds and hopefully you get it. And so we did that for like three days straight. And 
right when I went, right when Disneyland opened up, that's the one I needed. Disneyland opened up. I went in my app. I went to cancel our existing reservation and book it. And by the time I did that, it was gone. And not only was it gone, but our reservation for DCA had disappeared. So I had no park reservations for Sunday for like two weeks. And so my wife and I were like, I don't even know if we can go to the park with you guys on Sunday, which is a problem, right? So that was super frustrating. And I called a second time, I think. And they, again, same response, like, sorry, bud, uh, can't do anything for you. So we were super discouraged, kind of upset at how they handled it. Um, I know they probably have thousands of people calling with the same problem, which should be an indication of what you should change. Uh, but I won't, I won't go down that rabbit hole. But at the end of the day, we had a great experience at California Adventure and their version of City Hall. I, the name, I don't think it's called City Hall there. I think it's called something else, but I'm not remembering what that's called. But I believe it was a cast member. She was wonderful. Her name was Megan, I think. And she was, I, we told her situation and she was totally sweet and, and understanding and said, I totally get it. This reservation system is interesting. She was very <laughs> nice about it. Her very uh, politically correct with her uh, opinion on the reservation system. But she said, I totally understand what you're going through. Let me get that switched. We want you to be with your family on the last day. Two people switching over to Disneyland is not going to break the park. So she was able to switch that over for us. She was very nice. And the one cast member that understood her situation you know, after calling twice, she was the nice one and actually had it switched for us. So super thankful to her and kind of saving our trip at the end there. And yeah, I mean, there has to be, and she mentioned this, she's like, there has to be a better way to do these reservations. And she made a good point. Like, why do I have to cancel and then rebook? Why can't I just swap out a reservation? So you're not forfeiting an existing reservation to try and get a new one and you can just swap it and it could just, I don't know. There's so many there's so many alternatives that would be so much better for the system, but for some reason, Disney's just sticking with this very frustrating uh, process. So reservations need some work. I think everybody knows that. So kind of a duh, but yeah, reservations, I hate them and I hope they go away sometime soon. <laughs> um, but yeah, dining again, dining another, another headache for us. So uh, again, you're going to run into the occasional, Hey, I'd like to eat here. And then you go to put in your order and they go, eh, sorry, you can eat in two hours if you'd like. So if you'd like lunch at 3.30, feel free to come back. And I would like to eat earlier than that. So we ended up switching kind of plans last minute when mobile orders were pushed out for hours and hours. Uh, but the consistent thing we experienced this time, which is super frustrating for us allergy folks, but to order gluten-free items on the app is a total headache now. So what once was a normal thing, I could order it just like everybody else, uh, go down to the you know dietary restricted menu, click it, gluten-free, blah, 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 order it and pick it up like the rest of you folks. Uh, now it just isn't an option for some restaurants. So I noticed that for like Jolly Holiday, I couldn't order a gluten-free something. And I was like, what the heck? Uh, so ended up eating somewhere else. And then it happened at uh, Aliens Pizza Planet or whatever, what used to be Red Rockets Pizza Port for us old folks um, over in Tomorrowland. So went to order gluten-free pizza, which I know they've had. I've had it 1,500 times and it was not on there. So I'm like, what the heck? Like that has to be there. So I walked over and grabbed a cast member and said, hey man, you know, there's I think there's a bug on the app. Can you help me out here? 
And he's like, oh, no, 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 that's not a bug. We, we took it off, the gluten-free options. And I was like, why? And he's like, oh, people were complaining that we weren't starting to make the food until you guys got here. They were confused that we didn't start making it when you ordered it. And I'm like, I, I don't think you started for normal food either. I think that's just kind of how it works. And is that how we handle things now? We just kind of go, oh, people are confused. Just remove it, period. And they can come stand in line for 45 minutes. <laughs> I'm like, I, that's not a solution. So I'm kind of confused. I'm not sure if he's just maybe misunderstanding the reasoning or maybe there is just a legit app problem. But yeah, ordering gluten-free right now is a absolute pain. I know there's other allergens out there. So egg-friendly or uh, soy, whatever. So yeah, if you've got allergies in the family, um, I don't know. I mean, I, I my only suggestion is if they don't have it, they most likely do have a gluten-free option. You just have to walk up and stand in line um, and ask them when you get up there. I don't know. It's it's a broken system. Hopefully, it's fixed by the time we go again. But uh, some more dining issues seems to be kind of a common occurrence now uh, at the parks. Uh, yeah, so let's talk about what's working at the parks and what uh, you know the positive experiences that we uh, had at uh, Disneyland. So uh, yeah, the parks are starting to feel more normal. And uh, even though that comes with, you know, bigger crowds and uh, more waiting, it just feels good to have Disneyland back at a place where there's a ton of people all having fun in line, experiencing great entertainment and attractions. And yeah, it feels like Disneyland pre-pandemic. Again, we're short some shows, we're short some experiences and, you know, the trams and, you know, we're short, definitely short some, some stuff, but it, the energy is back, if that makes sense. So, you know, the fireworks at night are just amazing, like usual. So having a ton of kids out, you know, watching the fireworks all together uh, was an, a welcome change. And, uh, you know, you've got tons of characters out now. So again, it's socially distanced meet and greets still, uh, but they're out welcoming people and saying hello, and you can take pictures with them. And there's a ton of them. So like every corner, I mean, you, you turn the corner and there's Winnie the Pooh, and you turn the other corner, there's Goofy, and there's Donald, and there's Mickey and Minnie. They're everywhere. So that is super cool. Uh, so if you're the folks that like to get pictures with them, now's the time to do it since they seem to be uh, out in bigger numbers than, than usual. Um, and the cavalcades, right? Those mini parades that kind of go around. We don't have the full-on parades yet. Uh, that doesn't return until Christmas time, so next month. But uh, the cavalcades are nice, right? You, it's a short little whoop. They come through. There's a few floats, few characters, and it's fun, right? You, music's blasting on Main Street again. Uh, it's just a fun time. Um, the shopping uh, merch is it's selling out, which is uh, you know sucky for some folks if you don't get it in time. But the merchandise, I mean, seems to be just like coming in and flowing right off the shelves. So we're back to hot items, you know, to grab at the park, and it's just exciting to have things to be looking forward to. And, and all that good stuff. So folks, if you want a black spirit Jersey, I learned the hard way, uh, wanted to get one for my wife and saw it at the beginning of the trip and was like, Oh, that's good to know. It's right there at that shop there. Cool. We'll come back in, I don't know, a few hours and grab it and went back to that same shop and they were all gone, went to another shop. They were all gone. And, uh, yeah, just to shorten the story, I went to about 12 different stores in the Disneyland and Disney California adventure parks <laughs> and, they were sold out everywhere. I was lucky, and there was like two left in her size at some little tiny, I don't even remember the name, shop on Main Street, um, and was like, I'll take it. Like, you know, the whole like run over, tackle somebody, 
punch them in the gut a couple times, grab it from their hand. I'm just kidding. It was a like mad dash. So like I saw it like quick walked, you know, like didn't want to look stupid, but quick walked over, grabbed it and then bought it right there on the spot. So, uh, if you want the hot items, like the black, uh, spirit Jersey, definitely buy it in the, uh, you know, in the early parts of your trip, don't wait till the end. Like most people do, you know, like, Hey, we'll shop at the end. You know, it's the easy. We don't want to take it around to the park all day. Just throw it in the backpack. <laughs> Trust me. You don't want to hunt for it all trip. Uh, so yeah, that is the merch situation. Fun things to look forward to, but they sell out quick. Um, and the Hyatt Regency, we stayed there this time. It's the, uh, big kind of conference hotel, uh, down by Target is the best way I can uh, describe it. It's a walk. Uh, if you're going to walk it, it's like a 30, 35 minute walk from the hotel to the park. So it is a trek, uh, but they do offer shuttle service. It's like six bucks a day per person. I think for adults, $4, I think per kid, if I'm not mistaken, but let me tell you, they did a refurb or renovation for half the rooms in the hotel. You'll have to ask them which rooms are renovated, but it is a really good uh, kind of freshen up of the of the hotel. It was a really nice stay, So, uh, and it wasn't super expensive like most hotels down there. So if you're looking for a solid hotel room, I would suggest the Hyatt Regency and just pay for the shuttle because you'll save per night being a little farther away and uh, the shuttle's not super expensive. Or if you want to get your steps in, uh, you can walk. Uh, it's over a little over a mile. So a uh, very good stay at the Hyatt Regency. Shout out to the Hyatt folks. Whoop, whoop. If you're listening, all my Hyatt folks, what up? I'm just kidding. No one no one from Hyatt listens to my thing. Oh, God. Um, but yeah, it was a fun, fun trip. Disneyland is so much fun with a group of people. And uh, that was a nice reminder this last trip. And we just had an absolute blast. I... You know, if you have a chance to go with your family, your parents, your brothers, your sisters, cousins, aunts, uncles, the whole fam, bring them along. It is so much stinking fun to see the pictures afterwards of the uh, attraction photos and, you know, all you guys eating, you know, stuff in your face with pizza. It's just a fun time. So I suggest uh, if you are going down with family, uh, enjoy it, soak it up and uh, just have a good time. Uh, so yeah, I think that is actually going to do it, folks. That is the trip report. Overall, a great trip. Had a blast. Um, stay tuned for some more fun, wacky episodes coming up here in the next couple weeks. Um, we'll continue to talk all things Disney like we usually do. And um, make sure to follow us on Instagram if you're not already uh, at Market House Podcast. My wife has been killing it there, posting all our trip pictures and fun stories and all the fun stuff, the Twitters and the tweets and the Instagrams and the, the didgeridoos. And it's a, yeah, it's a fun, she, she understands all that stuff. It kind of goes over my head, all that social media stuff. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't so good at it. So, uh, she does a really good job with that. So make sure to follow us there if you're not, but join us next week for another episode of Market House. I can't wait to see you there. And yeah, you know what, since this is kind of our last episode before, Halloween. I don't know why I said it that way. Halloween. Um, I'm going to kind of play it out instead of our usual kind of outro music. I'm going to end it with uh, my own recording, you know, thanks to my iPhone of 
the area around uh, Haunted Mansion Holiday. So I stuck my phone through the gate and just kind of recorded for a little bit. You can kind of hear the ambiance, the people talking, the music playing, and uh, we can kind of have a nice spooky outro together. So folks, have a great Halloween. We will catch you next week. <laughs>